Welcome to No Compromise, where faith and reason fuse in conversation. Jenny and I continue our conversation on the Christian Atheists series on Hegel. Okay, so all this points to is that Hegel's spirit has taken over the Western world. Yes. You've shown that. Now, can you take a moment to tell us who you might say is or are today notable Hegelians so that so we can put in our mind like faces? Okay. Yeah, Marx is Hegel's most famous pupil immediately following him. So when we talk about dialectical materialism, which is Marx's socialism, that is a direct Hegel reference. And ever since then, his influence has permeated especially academia on the left. All all socialism, including national socialism, not the Nazis, uh, is a direct descendant of Hegelian thinking. So if these Hegelians Hegelians failed in their ideologies, then why do you say that Hegel is so influential? Right. Because all of their... All of them have failed. Right. We say that Marx has failed, his dialectic materialism failed because of the specific predictions that he made. The Marxists will now say, yes, that wasn't right. It didn't pan out like Marx thought it did. But neither Marx nor Hegel has really gone by the wayside. It's that their ideas have moved forward in a availed form and passed into common culture right. and understanding. The whole oppression, oppressor-oppressed dichotomy is based on Hegelian thinking, Marxist thinking. And that is what constitutes the woke agenda in today's world. In many ways, it constitutes the environmentalist movement. Yeah. Right? This this whole idea of of the climate change thing is really deeply, profoundly Hegelian in its in its origins. Okay, so in the episode you say it's twofold. That would be that the influence of Hegel is twofold. Yeah, yes, that would be based on two things. Those would be those would be his narrative logic and his metaphysics. So I guess we'll get started talking about the narrative logic. <laughs> okay. Okay, that was. And, and as we talk about the narrative logic, we'll come to understand that there is really no distinction between Hegel's logic and his metaphysics. In this episode, you contrast Aristotle's logic with Hegel's logic. Yes. That's the best way to understand the difference between the two. Why is this a big deal? Like, what's the big deal if somebody who doesn't know... I mean, you've heard of Aristotle, and you might have studied in high school or something. Right. What's the big deal? So, logic is the way that human beings reason. Um, Well, that's one of the ways of thinking about the way that human beings reason. And we say that someone, when we say that someone is logical, we mean that as a compliment, that they're reasoning properly. Right. Usually when we are using that type of language, we're saying that they're using Aristotelian logic. Okay. That they're, they're honoring the sort of laws of logic that Aristotle formulated, mm-hmm. like the law of non-contradiction, which is the primary one. So in this episode, you contrast Aristotle's logic with Hegel's logic. Why is this a big deal? Like, who is Aristotle and what does his logic have to do with us today? That's okay. what I mean. Like, what, what is it important to us today? It's vitally important because it is the basis of all of Western culture. It is how we think and how we reason properly. So, basically, it's... It's, it's, a, it's the logic of science, yeah. the logic of math. Right. It, is, it gives us all of our Western culture, this, this structure of, of reasoning. Okay. So... 
in the episode, did you mention the law of contradiction? Yeah, the law of contradiction is the, one of the fundamental laws of logic, as Aristotle codified it. Right, and what, can you say what that is? Sure, the law of contradiction tells us that a thing cannot be both true and not true at the same time. Okay, so in this um, episode, lots and lots and lots of words, <laughs> you say Hegel, on the other hand, believes that things can be true and untrue at the same time. Yes, right. Okay. Yeah, fact, so Hegel actually throws out one of the fundamental laws of reasoning that Aristotle codified. He says, no, it's not true. Okay. And you said not only is he say it's allowed, but he said he encourages it. <laughs> oh, yeah. In fact, for Hegel, contradiction is the driver of change. It is what makes his logic move forward. So Hegel's logic is a logic of narratives, of stories. It tells how things can both be and not be the same thing at the same time. Okay. So you can think of Aristotle as sharp definitions. Yes. And Hegel as fu fuzzy boundaries. Right. Would you say? Right. So in Aristotle's logic, a thing is what it is and not another thing. So it's, it's sharply defined. Mm -hmm. When we call a dog a dog, that means there are clear boundaries of what a dog is. Mm -hmm. When we talk about a dog in Hegel's term, a dog is much fuzzier because it's not just a dog. It's also a collection of all the other animals put together in a particular way. And so a, a dog doesn't have rigid boundaries. Right. So how about a different example comparing Aristotle and Hegel? Okay. So if we are to say something like, it is raining, it is raining right now, that is either true or false in Aristotelian logic. It cannot be both at the same time. Now, what we mean is that in a particular context, like if I walk out outside right now, it is either true or not true right. that it's raining. There's either stuff coming down from the sky or not. And there's no in-between. That's called the law of excluded middle. It's not something, there's no bridging the gap. It's true or not true. It's a binary. For Hegel, there is no such thing as a binary or a contradiction. It can be both raining and not raining at the same time. And we can understand this because here in this world that we live in, we can think of a kind of mist thing that's not rain, but is rain. And so it's both things at the same time. And so we tell a story of how it goes from not raining to raining. And, and the whole story is what rain really means. So there's no sharp definition between the two. So it's both true and not true at the same time. So at this point in the episode, you had a big reveal. Do you want to read it? To state the contrast in a word, Aristotle is the logician of being, while Hegel is the logician of becoming. Aristotle's logic is transcendent. Hegel's logic reigns in shadowland, in imminence, in the world we live in, right? This common world. Aristotle's logic is a tool in application to a content, to being. Hegel's logic is not a tool, at least not for Hegel. It is not applied to something other, but is the rational process itself. It is self-acting, auto-generative, completely self-referential, and, herein rise the rub, Hegel's logic is his metaphysics. Dun-dun-dun! <laughs> 
<laughs> and at this part, we come to the central part of the whole episode. Right. <laughs> but it's also the part where you are so excited <laughs> that you probably lost about 99% of yes. your listenership. <laughs> and it's like, this is this is the point. It's like, this is so exciting for me. Don't you understand? <laughs> you, you can't get, collapse metaphysics into epistemology. And all you get is <laughs> chirps. And nobody, chirps. nobody is joining me in the excitement. <laughs> so, go so ahead. This, so, what you should do here... Right. now is summarize your big reveal right so let's understand better what we mean by this you use candy cupcakes and unicorn terms. <laughs> okay okay so this law of excluded middle that aristotle talks about this law of non-contradiction means that we have sharp boundaries and that things are what they are mm -hmm. period right that's not so for hegel right for Hegel, everything is process. Everything is logic. And here's what I mean by that. Hegel takes up the view of an ancient Greek philosopher by the name of Heraclitus. And Heraclitus explained this concept by the notion of stepping into a river. Because a river is never the same thing at any time. The river is the flow. And that's all the river is. And that, for Hegel and for Heraclitus, is what reality is. There's nothing substantive. Everything is a process. Everything is the process and the arresting of the process, like something, something turning into ice and then turning back into water. So you can have, you can have lasting portions of it mm -hmm. that come and go, but it's all process. Right. Everything is process. And therefore, for Hegel, logic, reason, is the underlying structure of everything. This is hard for most people to grasp because it turns all the solid world around us into flow, into dynamism, into process. If you, if you think scientifically, this is also something we're somewhat familiar with if you have a scientific brain and you studied Einstein. Einstein says E equals mc squared. Mm -hmm. Energy equals mass times the speed of light squared. That all matter, all the solid things we see around us, are convertible to energy. Energy is like the flow of Heraclitus's river. And all matter is structured from that flow. That is what Hegel's position is, okay. except that the flow for Hegel is rationality itself. Okay. So if we look at the flow as rationality, then for Hegel, there's no distinction between logic and reality? That's right. Logic and metaphysics. That's exactly right. Okay. All right. So um, in the episode, you start at this point to discuss that there's great value in the various incarnations of Hegel's logic. Right. One of which we just yeah. looked at. Einstein's theory of relativity, chaos, chaos science, yeah, quantum mechanics. Yep. So, but what needs to happen? <laughs> and is, even evolutionary biology. But what needs to happen is Hegel's logic must be limited by being itself. Okay. So my claim, yeah, is that Hegel's logic is brilliant. That the logic of flow, the logic of change, makes a lot of sense. And is useful as a concept. In fact, Aristotle himself was aware of it. Plato used it. Huh? But it was subjected to the higher level logic 
of Aristotelian logic. So we were aware of that logic, and it was a sort of subsection of the logical world. But Hegel takes the part and makes it into the whole right. of logic. Right. So this takes us to the part versus whole that we talked about in the last two versions right. of No Compromise. Yeah, in 19 and 20, we discussed right. taking the part for the whole. Correct. And so we see another version of that. Hegel does it right here. Okay, so Hegel's logic should be more of a tool. It, I think it's useful if we can apply it to being. But that means that there are real boundaries, yeah. which Hegel denies. Yeah. So it's sort of like a tool to seek the truth. Right. So long as we remember what Acts 17, 28, was it 17? Yeah, the God in whom we live, move, and have our being. Right. Yes. As long that, as we remember the, that. The great I am. God is being. He is the one who creates the structure. And even if you're an atheist, mm -hmm. like uh, we talked about the, the shared vision of atheists with the Western tradition and Western theism, the modern atheists would all tell you there is a reality out there. They don't want to call it God. We call it God. Mm. But that reality must structure our thinking about it, which is exactly analogous to theism. Okay. So... You go on to the second point, which is the biggest danger of Hegel, which is elevating it, elevating Hegel's logic to metaphysics. Yes, elevating the logic to a metaphysics. So what I what I resist in Hegel. Well, before you explain anything else, can you ex can you um, explain what metaphysics is? Metaphysics is the study of reality, and therefore there are various ways of explaining the nature of reality. One of which would be Hegel's, right, to make it all into process. But metaphysics also, an, another way of looking at metaphysics, is to say that reality is something that is out there, and that reality is something that we must conform ourselves to. And that's kind of the, the Platonic Aristotelian tradition, right? follows that tradition. And it's certainly the tradition of, of Western theism and science. Okay, so let's finish off now with how you finished off the episode on the danger of Hegelian logic being elevated to a metaphysics. Can you give us examples of this in our world today? The, the danger of raising logic to the metaphysics is the idea that we can create our own reality. Mm -hmm. A great example of this is our current fascination with being able to choose which gender we want. Right instead of being restrained by reality. Right. And this is the notion that also Marx was dealing with when he thought we could create our own rules of economics and become the center of our own world as God, dictate to the world what reality should be. So, and that is the, that's the result, a direct result, of Hegelian logic becoming his metaphysics. Yeah. It's, it's what Kant would have referred to as empirical idealism. Okay. The idea that the, the mind can shape reality okay. instead of being subject to it. All right. Okay, so this has been the Cliff Note discussion of the first episode in your eight-part series on Hegel. I think you did a really good job. I'm glad the batteries aren't working in the shot collar. <laughs> I could have buzzed you at a couple spots. A couple times you you went a little bit too high, but I, I think very well. Look forward to going through the whole the next seven.
(laughs) (laughs) So remember, everyone, if you want to hear the original talk on Hegel, you want to start with episode 35. It's really dense, but the nice thing is it's short. It's only about 15 minutes long. And I think this provides a pretty good explanation of what's going on in that episode if it's a little too dense. Yeah. So feel free to drop any questions or comments and um, be sure to like and most importantly, subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And we appreciate you taking time to spend with us and, and hope you all have a great week. See you next week. I am a Christian with the searching and skeptical mind of an atheist. I don't want to believe anything that isn't true. I know both sides of the looking glass, and I know them with open eyes. I choose Christ's side. I invite you to join me from wherever you stand before the looking glass. That's this week's episode. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can have your religious cake and eat it too. You can have reason. Respect for science, a 21st century worldview, and be a Christian.